0: You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Suncox, your host. It is Wednesday, July 21st. Appreciate you joining me on the show. Uh, we are back to a Monday through Friday format as we get you ready for a football season coming up in a few months. Um, So appreciate you tuning in and making Lockdown Horn Frogs appointment listening whenever you do. I wanted to discuss an article that came out in The Athletic today in segment one about the TCU offense. I know, really original topic. First time we've ever talked about it, Uh, you know, the potential of this offense and how it could grow. And I guess what is year two of the second era of Doug Meacham and year two of Jerry kill being the head coach of the offense year three for Max Duggan, a lot of optimism around that unit, a lot of optimism around this team. Uh, Before I do that though, I did want to make a correction because I got on Twitter today and the last few days we've been discussing the subject, um, which TCU program do you think is closest to winning a national title outside of the rifle team? And I I mentioned some options, baseball, uh, soccer, men's tennis, or football. And Robert Solis tweeted at me, appreciate you, Robert. He said, we just won a bass fishing national title. I forgot about this. My mistake. My apologies to the bass fishing team that got it done. Um, They found a way to win. I'm going to have to get somebody from the bass fishing team on the show. So, Robert, if you can connect me with someone, that'd be great. But, yeah, my my, my apologies, Robert. That was my mistake. They did win a national title and uh, I want to make sure that I'm getting that out there. So, congrats to the Bass Fishing National Champions at TCU. Bruce Feldman wrote today in The Athletic about TCU football, about the TCU offense. And He had an interview with Max Duggan. I I thought it was intriguing. He sort of described what's been going on in Max's career up to this point. You know, showed a lot of promise as a freshman, but was inconsistent. And then last year, more of the same. Um, And Max told Bruce that he's seen a drastic improvement from having an offseason. And I do think if you're going to make the argument for Max making a huge jump in year three the biggest thing on his side is that you really can't put a value on getting reps in practice, whether that's in the spring ball, which he did not get this past off season, but got this year. And really because of the hard issue, I mean, he was just getting back into practice as the Iowa state game was approaching. Um, he went on to say in some quotes, I have better velocity and a better understanding of when to have the fastball and when to loft it in there. I think I've gotten better at it. I've tweaked my footwork, my stance, and I've worked on how I can get the ball out faster. And all that all, that all culminates in accuracy, which I think if you're going to knock Max or something over the past few years, it just hasn't been consistently there. Uh, and I, I think that's a pretty insightful comment and a good sign. That he realizes, because when he said that, I thought of some throws that he had missed over the past few years, and I think a lot of it is based on um, just understanding. Okay, this isn't a throw that I have to zip in there. This is a throw that we have to put a little more air under, or you know, the flip side of that, I can't loft this one up. I have to find a way to fit this in between a couple defenders. So, um, good awareness from from Max. He went on to praise Kenny Hill. He does. He's fantastic. He plays for coach P he brings the energy and juice to the quarterback room. Um, and it helps, you know, dress. And the other thing he said that I, I found interesting, and this might've been mentioned before, and I guess I just missed it, but Maxwell Bruce that he really wasn't a hundred percent and back to his, uh, desired conditioning level after that heart issue until, Late last season, like we're talking towards the end of the fall, he, he suddenly got to a point where he felt like he was finally able to get through, uh, you know, a full practice, get through a game and be in good shape. And that plays into what we talked about earlier, which is, you know, having that off season is going to help building that strength, getting that conditioning back. And maybe, I've, I've discussed this, Matt Jennings and I discussed this during the season, maybe that was the reason during that three or four game stretch where it looked like the offense just completely changed. And we sort of openly speculated, is he healthy? Is there some injury here that's holding him back? What's going on? Because you have a team that is just refusing to throw the football. I still contend that he might have been banged up in some way. But maybe that was uh, something that he could have pushed through if he was in better condition or he was at a point where he trusted his body a little bit more. Or it might have just been a fatigue issue, a fatigue issue that was leading to not being able to throw the ball accurately and make plays. Uh, I'm sure it didn't help that he was on his back a lot and was getting hit. And that's the other part of this. That has to change. As good as they are at the skill positions. And I, I really think they're skill guys. You can put them up against just about anybody in the league. As far as athleticism, potential, ability to make a jump and be really good next year. If you can't protect, it doesn't really matter. I mean, if, if you cannot find a way to give Max Duggan a clean pocket and to get some push up front and allow that running game to flourish, then ultimately all those other weapons that you have aren't going to be able to find a way to get loose and get free and make things happen. So it's, it's not an original topic, right? Like it's not something that we haven't discussed or seen before, uh, but it's nice to hear from Max. It's nice to hear from Gary. I assume Bruce talked to them at media days. Maybe this was in conjunction with media days. He was able to pull these guys aside. I, I think there's some good stuff, though, there, and I, I do feel like it's intriguing and promising that Max is in at a conditioning level where he feels really comfortable now after what was, a, I'm sure, a very rocky um, 2020 season. I do want to come back and talk some more TCU t- athletics, excuse me. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you about BetOnline.ag. Uh, man, just got done watching the Bucks win Game Six of the NBA Finals. What a run by Giannis Antetokounmpo and that Milwaukee team. And you know, when I when I think about big events like this, what always comes to mind is BetOnline.ag and how they are your online sportsbook experts. So when there are big games, whether it's prop bets or actually betting on the money line, they will give you the advice you need. Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, he's one of the sharpest minds in the business. He also has plenty of information on the NBA, um, Major League Baseball, College Football and the NFL when it comes up in a few months. BetOnline.ag, give it a try today. Welcome back to Lockdown on Hornfrog, segment number two. My wife is frantically trying to clean up some water that she spilled on our rug. Late nights at the Simcox house, this is what happens when you have a one-month-old baby. You record podcasts late, late at night. Your wife's kind of milling around, and she kicks your water down. So if I have a little dry mouth in segment two, you guys know why. Also, if you hear some ice in the background there, you know what's going on. She loves it when I do this. She's a real big fan of how I'm just sort of detailing this process right now on the podcast. Would you like me to put the ice down your shirt? You have to say it a little louder, Kristen. Would you like me to put the ice down your shirt? No, I would not like you to put the ice down my shirt. Hey, Kristen Simcox, first appearance on the podcast. Do you listen every day? Yeah, I listen to you do it every day. Have you ever downloaded a Locked on Horn Frogs podcast? <sighs> okay, let's check your phone. All right, so if you haven't uh, turned it off, let's hit segment number two here. We'll just sort of bounce around and do a grab bag. I I heard this today from Nick Saban. He was at the uh, Texas High School Football Coaching School, you know, coaching conference, whatever you want to call it. Big convention of high school football coaches around the state. And I was wondering, there's a lot of schools that once name, image, and likeness became legal and became something that was happening, you immediately thought, oh, wow, athletes at School X are really going to cash in. And I hadn't heard a lot about Alabama. You know, there was that flurry of news the first week or so uh, when it was above board to do this. Oh, Derek King had this deal with a moving company in Miami. There's a Miami booster who owns a CrossFit gym or an MMA gym, can't remember which one, and he's basically just going to pay the whole team to sponsor him on down the line. Uh, But one school that I didn't hear a lot about was Alabama. And it, it wasn't really something that was on my mind until he said this today. Bryce Young, who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Crimson Tide this year. He's never started before. He, according to Nick Saban, is making close to nine figures off name, image, and likeness deals. Nine figures. That is insane. I mean, just categorically insane. So, that's happening in So That's happening in the SEC. Also, earlier this week, it was revealed that TexAggs, which is, you know, a, a fan site for Aggies, uh, they are offering Isaiah Spiller, and there was another player that escapes my mind right now, $10,000, I think that's a flat rate, to come on and do weekly interviews with them on the site, which is very smart and very savvy by them. I, I That's the new wave of media. And it will be fast, it'll be interesting to watch because College Sports for the longest time has worked in this model of you go to SIDs, you get the information you need, or you get um, an approval on a request to interview somebody, and then you go talk to them, and now that's not the way that they're going to handle it. Um, or at least in this sort of side business, that's not necessarily the way they're going to handle it. So we'll, we'll see kind of the wild west in that regard, but it made me think all this made me think who is the most marketable TCU player. And I haven't seen yet. I, I imagine there's some things in the works, but I haven't seen to this point. Uh, okay. This player has a deal player. Y has a deal. So, I mean, I believe some of the ancillary sports are going to do well. Like, I think baseball has a chance to do really well because it's popular in this community. But football is where we're really going with it. I know uh, Kyrie Coleman has hired representation from Rosenhaus Sports. So in this new world, he's going to be repped by that agency. And they're going to help him kind of put together a portfolio of here's what you're looking at advertising-wise. You know, Max, if he has a good season, I think he'll be someone that could be in that mix. Uh, maybe Quentin Johnston or Zach Evans if they have breakout years. I haven't heard either of those guys really talk uh, since they got to campus. So don't know, you know, how they are in front of the camera, how they are in front of a microphone, that type of thing. Coleman's a, a good futures bet if he's someone who can get to the quarterback. I know O'Shawn Mathis was a player that was at media days. He sort of stepped up as the face of that defense in a lot of ways uh travis hodges tomlinson is trying his hand at cameo he's giving it a go but there's there's two ways i i believe in college sports sort to get your name out there there's just guys that are so good i mean their talent's so incredible that i'm they're gonna get opportunities people want to talk to them and then there's just good media guys um This might not be the best example, but one that came to mind was Brandon Parrish. Brandon Parrish was a good player, good player for TCU basketball, has played overseas for a number of years, but he was also just a great quote. I mean, just someone who was great to talk to. So he had a lot of opportunities to speak with the media and sort of became the voice of that team that went on that nice NIT run and won a title. So there's also that that sort of floats out there if you're someone who does really well, you know, in in those type of instances and opportunities. So, yeah, it'll be uh, curious to watch kind of how that all shakes out. Who becomes the person that sort of separates themselves and is a force in this new world of name, image, and likeness being able to profit off, you know, your brand your play on the field, your ability to market yourself off the field. But, wow, Bryce Young, all, almost nine figures, according to Nick Saban. And, of course, I don't want to grow if he ends up, you know, playing well and living up to the hype around him. Just crazy stuff. And it, it does make you think, how are you supposed to keep up with schools like that in recruiting? Because that that's out there. I mean, I, I would imagine Trevor Lawrence, if he was still at Clemson, would be cleaning up right now. Uh, just that—that's going to be the way of the world now. So, how do you find a way to say, "Hey, maybe we can't do that, but we could do this." We'll come back and wrap things up. I did want to tell you though about Built Bar. Built Bar is delicious. You know, my buddy Matt Cookson was asking me about it a week ago. Congratulations, Matt Cookson, your Milwaukee Bucks won an NBA title, and you should celebrate with a delicious Built Bar. Maybe get that German chocolate, that peanut butter flavor. I'll tell you—you know—one thing. I ate some ice cream tonight. And it's really doing a number on my stomach, not not feeling great right now. And one thing that's wonderful about Built Bar is it's delicious and it's also good for you. So you're not going to have that instant regret of, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. I shouldn't have grabbed McDonald's today. Now it feels like I tried to eat broken glass. Built Bar is good and it's good for you. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On to get 15% off your next order or your first order. Use that promo code. Give it a try today. Again, that's BuiltBar.com. Wow, banner day on the podcast. We got uh, Kristen involved for the first time, um, covered some football, covered just sort of a broader topic in college sports. Tomorrow my buddy Josh Neighbors will join me. Not sure what we're going to talk about yet. We're kind of having a crossover pod. I haven't talked to Josh in a while, so excited about that. And then we'll close out the week strong on Friday. This has been Locked on Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.